Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. The race for the finals heats up. We're into round 15, four games on Saturday. All of them have finals implications in their own right. Paul Persick with you in the back chat studios and joining me once again is Mark Foreman. Hello to you, Mark. A big round ahead. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it, Paul. Thank you. Good to be back. And um, I've tried to wear my uh, ugly sweater again. I'm surprised you didn't notice on Tuesday. Well, you're, you're adopting the Christmas in July spirit again, man. Yes, and I'm running out of options as to <laughs> I don't know even know what I'm going to wear next week, but let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Absolutely. Fashion ain't on the agenda today, but what <laughs> is on the agenda, of course, we'll preview four games this weekend as part of Round 15. And we've got a question that uh, our fans would uh, be keen to get involved with. Uh, let us know in the comments below uh, on our YouTube channel or on our socials. We'll ask that question a little later on. But heading into round 15, Mark, the race for fifth place is now alive. We said on Tuesday that possibility three teams uh, will battle for fifth place, even though there's a large deficit advantage, has to be said, goes to Subiaco. Oh, for sure. And yeah, like we did touch on it on Tuesday. It was, um, you know, a performance like Swan District's last weekend means that, I yeah, look, it's going to be very tough for them because they're three games back as well as percentage. But by knocking off Subiaco, they've sort of showed that it's a shame in a way because, you know, they're that, they've are that they put themselves that far back, but we know what they can produce when they put the foot down. So, well, the Swans are a much better side than what the record this season shows. Oh. Five wins and eight losses, including those five by less than 10 points that yeah. they lost and a few of those at home. Yeah, 100%. And that's, you know, it, that's why it's a shame to see them so far down because uh, a very loyal supporter base and uh, a club that we know can really turn it on. So losing those close games has cost them. So I'd be super surprised to see them make it. But with a result like we saw last week, you know, they showed that they probably deserve to be in there if they can string a few together. But um, West Perth, probably the ones to take it off Subiaco, if anybody. But... Subi's had a brilliant year. They certainly have. Subiaco, they've had a great year. As far as West Perth is concerned, they haven't been convincing. Nothing has really gelled this year. Maybe still basking in the content of the Premiership glory from last October. And, of course, with the transitional period now with Dan- Darren Harris leaving the club, Jason Salisic now coming in, it's going to be all about... It's going to be all about how it's going to be for 2024, you'd say. Even though they are about three wins out of the five, two wins out of the five, really, uh, it's going to be very difficult for West Perth because they've got a couple of big games coming up, starting off with Claremont and then maybe an easy stretch uh, towards round 20. That last round, they've got their arch rivals in Joondalup, East Perth. Yeah, exactly right. In, In a way... It's almost a good thing for West Perth because if they are to make it, they're the teams that they're going to need to beat, which means they're almost eight-point games, you know, because if West Coast can gain the four and prevent the teams above them from getting it, then that's their way in. So uh, it'll be a test for them, and and that's that's what you need. If you want to play finals footy, you've got to be serious about it uh, and, and beat the teams. But um, if they're not to make it, you're right, and... and you know, Jason Salisic coming in, he's obviously a stalwart of, of West Perth. and Currently um, coaching the reserves as well. Yeah, yeah. So to have his influence will be really important for them building as they go forward. Absolutely, of course. So all three sides are involved in big games in Round 15. A reminder that every game in Round 15 is live, free and in full on the AFL app. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. 
And that's where we're going to go to now, Mark. The first game of round 14. This is at 2.10 on Saturday. Round 15, rather. And it's at 12.10pm uh, on Saturday. And it's live on Channel 7. Peel Thunder and East Perth. First versus fourth. Lane Group Stadium in Mandra. Peel expected to bounce back where they're hardly beaten at home against the Royal side. Looking for win number eight. Yeah, on on the bounce, it's they're just building perfectly through the back end of the season. I remember you said on Tuesday you thought that maybe they might not lose again for the rest of the year. They're just looking like a, a complete side at the moment, East Perth. Their midfield, their forward line and their back line are all gelling into one. And I said earlier in the season that it was mainly due to the fact that Ross McQueen, their coach, who we spoke to on Tuesday, is able to get the side together and galvanise them into a winning combination. He and Hamish Brayshaw have yeah. said that they're the galvanisers of the side that really gets them going for each game. Seems that way, and this will be a really good test for East Perth. Uh, like you said, going down there is a hard place to win, and well, you know, given it's Metro footy, this is almost actually, you know, it's a long way to go down, down to Mandurah. So um, the road trip for East Perth, um, looking forward to seeing... You know, if Peel can really take it up to them because they are the trendsetters and they are for a reason. Well, the problem is for Peel Thunder, they'll still have a couple of those Dockers players uh, being elevated to that side because they had a couple of more injuries yeah. in that loss to Collingwood at the MCG. So they'll be slightly affected. They'll still put up a good uh, contest, especially through their local players like the likes of Blair Bell and, of course, a couple of his other midfielders. The captain, Ben Hancock, leading from the front. Seb Kuek, I reckon he's going to stay at the Peel side for the time being. He had a good performance, only a couple of goals, but didn't really see a lot of the football along with uh, the likes of Trey Bennell and his 100 Game. So I think they'll be slightly affected and East Perth, with the depth that they have got, are going to be too strong for them. I mean, I said it before and I'll say it again, it's likely that they won't drop a game for the rest of the season with the way that they've been playing. Just their brand of football has just been so good to watch. I'm almost tempted to go against you here, Paul. Maybe I'll just tip, maybe I'll just tip Peel. Don't make the same mistake <laughs> I did at the Waffle W Grand Final, mate. Do not make the same mistake. Yeah, um, no, look, probably will be too strong, but... Like you mentioned, the depth of Peel, they've got a really good catchment zone. It's pretty large down there as well, and they've always produced good talent. So um, it wouldn't surprise me. And you know what? Just as I'm talking, I've decided I'm going to pick Peel. You're going to pick Peel. Well, their home record is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, of course, I've only lost a couple of times this season. I'm going to go East Perth. I'm they're the side to beat. I'm excited to revisit this next week. Same, same. Oh, it's going to be very, very good. But it will be a good game. Of course, yep. that'll be live on Channel 7 at 12.10 at Lane Group Stadium. The next one on Saturday at Leaderville Oval is Subiaco needing to bounce back against a Perth side that over the last couple of weeks have been very, very competitive, showing positive glimpses. This one may be a closer game than some may think, Mark. Yeah, and Subi will be... Look, we, we sung the praises of Swans on, on Tuesday, but Subi will be really... Really narky about dropping that one. Um, not a game they would have expected to drop. And they, yeah, I've, I'm absolutely predicting a really strong bounce back from Subi. Um, you know, take nothing away from Perth. I think their last couple of weeks has been really improved. Maybe but, they should have won against West Coast a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, that's what would have annoyed them as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a team who are certainly in a development phase, but um, Subiaco far too strong in this one for mine. I'll say Subiaco, but not by much. I okay. think Perth will give a good account of themselves. So the battle I reckon I'm really interested to see is the Battle of the Ruckman. Ajanga Jang versus Zach Clark, two of the big men of, uh, of their respective clubs. Ajanga Jang's getting better and better. Zach Clark, the dominant Ruckman in the competition. Ajang's going to be facing his biggest test this season, and I'm really am interested to see how he goes about it. Yeah, well, he will face his biggest test. Ajang was good last week, um, as we touched on, but um, <laughs> Zach Clark, you know, 
Oh, what do you say about him? Probably leading the Sandover. Probably, um, yeah. Having an absolute dominant um, presence in, in the middle of the ground. Um, and not surprisingly, you know, he's he, you can see his class. But, um, look, yeah, looking forward to seeing a Jang sort of take him on. And I, I reckon it's a, a challenge that he'll embrace. He seems to be that kind of ruckman that he just sort of thrives on, you know, trying to take down the big guys. So. Well, I reckon what Perth may have over Subiaco slightly is the fact that they've got some good prominent forwards, Subiaco, but they just need to fire a little bit more. They've got to rely on a couple of reliable forwards that can kick big bags. The one for Perth, Sam Stubbs, and Harry Quartermain, they can kick big bags. That's what might bring Perth a little closer to the lines, but Subiaco's overall depth will be too much. Yep, pro- I, I think you summed yeah, nail on the head. You summed it up well, and um, you, they've I, maybe overachieved, uh, probably within they. Subiaco, they probably did believe in themselves, but what they've put out has been really strong. And um, the when you say overachieve, but the belief they have is probably growing and growing. Like last week was a bit of a blip on the radar. They will hope, and I reckon. Um, and yeah, I think you can expect a strong showing, and I reckon they will be too strong. Absolutely, they'll be back for Subiaco on the winners list. We've both gone with the Lions now. Claremont and West Perth at Revo Fitness Stadium. This one is win or bust. For West Perth to keep their premiership defence alive. Only problem is in the last five, only have beaten Claremont once. And mm. that was at the grand final at lead of a Oval. And Claremont, they have not been beaten at Revo Fitness Stadium this year. They've come close to losing a couple of times, but they've kept their unbeaten record intact. And make no mistake about it, this has to be, as far as the stakes are concerned, the game of the round. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think, like we said, if you want to play finals, you need to beat the teams above you to earn your spot there. And uh, it's a simple challenge for West Perth. That's exactly what they need to do. Hard place to go to win. Yep. And you're you're spot on there. But um, I I think they'll be up for the challenge, you know. Tough game. Tough game, isn't it? It is. But I've got a sneaky feeling about the Falcons here. Mm, Well, they're obviously going to be inspired by what the game has as far as its stakes are concerned. You win, you stay alive in the race for the five. You lose, you're pretty much done for the season and the top five is set. But Claremont, they'll be irking. They'll be bouncing back after that loss to East Perth because they ran out of gas in the last quarter against East Perth up at Leaderville Oval. They had Dry Bolton firing all over. Eastland did a good job in the ruck. Mm. Uh, also, uh, a couple of players like Declan Mount for the Tier Miles were seeing plenty of the football and making an impact for three quarters at least until that final quarter. But coming uh, to Rebo Fitness Stadium, being undefeated there, Claremont at home, against the West Perth side, who have hardly been convincing this year at all. Nothing has really gelled. Claremont, I think, will still be too strong. They'll end West Perth's finals hopes, but it will be a very good game. I expect West Perth to really show up and give Claremont a good fright. Yeah, well, I love this because I'm going the other way. You're going West Perth? Yeah, I'm all about it. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm scoffing at a tip again. Yeah, well, that's too, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing this because I've tipped Peel as well. But um, no, I'm looking for the, the veterans to stand up. So, you, got, you know, guys like Nelson, who we know can win the ball. Mm. Uh, Guadnan, um, Meadows, Aaron Black, of course, previous standover medalist. They're the guys in games like this you look to. And I reckon they'll stand up. You know, Guadden and he really needs to stand up against a, a real strong Claremont forward line, you know, led by the likes of DeLacy, who can be really good, and Zach Mainwaring, who's uh, yeah. been in really good form over the last fortnight. So Guadden is going to face a big test. If he can shut down the forward line, that might go a long way to West Perth winning the game. Yep, uh, yeah, agree with that. And um, and that's what's going to need to happen. Look, things will need to go right, don't mm. get me wrong. But... And in ideal conditions too. Yep, yep. So... Um, I'm yeah, I'm excited for this one because, and I think I'm excited because if they win, then that 
fifth spot is very hot because it's going to be on the line. Yeah, at the moment we're sort of you know we're sort of hoping that that gap closes. But if if West Perth can do that. Uh, then it really hots up those last few games. It certainly does. But, of course, must win for West Perth against a very strong Claremont side. Now, the final game of Round 15 on Saturday at Steel Blue Oval. Swan Districts and the West Coast Eagles. Many would say that it's going to be an easy win for Swan Districts. I don't think it's going to be easy, you know, especially with how West Coast have played over the last fortnight. You know, they... They really had a good three quarters against West Perth. I mean, if it wasn't a goalless uh, first quarter, maybe they could have given West Perth a fright, or even maybe they could have got the points, but also that draw against the Demons as well. So I'm expecting another competitive showing by the Eagles. Yep, and and I'm looking forward to this one as well. I'll be out there at Steel Blue Oval um, calling this one and uh, looking forward to it because we had, yeah, we saw a great performance last week for Swans. But West Coast continually getting players back, finally, mm. which is uh, really, really good. Not just for the AFL side, but for the for the twos side. It's it's no good for anybody being in a side that continues to get belted. And with these numbers that are coming back, we're starting to see what West Coast will be capable of. You know, I'd, perhaps we won't see the full extent even this year, but they are getting numbers back. You're right, Paul. And as they continue to do that, they're going to be more and more of a chance. And absolutely, I think they're an outside chance. I'm I'm not going to tip them, but I don't, I absolutely do not write off their credentials in this one. Yeah, and also from a Swan District's point of view, it's one that I reckon they're going to be in for a hard game of football, especially with the numbers that they'll be getting back and the endeavour, the increased endeavour that West Coast have shown over the last couple of weeks. But as we said earlier uh, this week on Tuesday, Swan Districts, they'll be buoyed by that close win over Subiaco at home. It's kept their faint hopes of the fifth place spot alive. They had Tom Edwards there, big last quarter from him. Uh, Still can't believe I didn't get him for the votes, but uh, oh well, at least the Golden Grump will be a nice console. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, He was in prominent form, saw plenty of the football. Jesse Turner, Aidan Clark, they were both fantastic. So I think that midfield battle is going to decide the game and Swan Districts will get up maybe by about 20 20 to 30 points, I think. It's going to be a competitive game, but Swan Districts will pull away. Yeah, um, I I can't disagree too much with you there. I hope it's a real close one. Um, I am excited that it is at Steel Blue Oval, which means the Golden Grunt is in play again. Uh, But I think it will be the Swans who who get up. I'll go a little less, Okay, maybe out of optimism. Let's go 16 points. 16, not a bad call. Not a bad call indeed. Okay, just before we wrap up today, Mark, a bit of a question for the fancy. It was off the the back of a story that we uh, saw in the paper uh, yesterday about uh, the WA CA Grand uh, confident that it will complete its facelift. And that, that got us thinking. Once East Fremantle complete their temporary uh, residency, so to speak, at the Wacker, playing their home games, should it be used as a neutral venue for future matches? Like, you know, give it like a real match of the round feel. I don't mind it at all. Um, I found it bizarre to see footy at the Wacker again on the telly. But, you know, remembering back to sort of the 90s when I'd watch um, some of the AFL teams play there. But I... Um, Look, y- yes, use it because it's it's a it's a it's a nice venue. It's a good venue, particularly with this redevelopment going on. Um, it would be a shame to see it, yeah, go to waste. So I'm I'm all for it. Like, I suppose the argument is, you know, teams might not want to lose their home ground advantage, but you know, when you 
playing in Perth, it's not like there's any air travel involved or anything no. that um, I think it, it could be a nice little feature, yeah. What I'd like to see, I think, as far as that grand is concerned, but back in those days when the, all the Waffle <laughs> Finals, including the Grand Final, was held at Subiaco Oval, mm. this may be a crazy idea, but it could be good. With the Wacker maybe going to 10,000 people, as far as the capacity is concerned, maybe bring the finals matches except the Grand Final there. Yeah, if they think that, you know, 10,000 is around about the mark that they'll get, then absolutely fill it out. Uh, I think the, you know, I think the Waffle will always be wanting to get the maximum amount of ticket attendance. Um, but are you going to get more than 10,000 people going to a final? Possibly I Yeah, not, maybe. maybe. I, yeah, so I don't know. That's probably something that would have to weigh up. But I, I don't mind the idea at all. I think if you've got a venue like that, that you can use and, and really capitalise on, then do it. And the ground is good to play on as well. A lot of the players really like playing there. It's hard, fast, but very firm as well. And, uh, you know, running in and bouncing the ball across yeah, centre yeah. wing, the midfielders will certainly love that. Fans, let us know uh, what you think. Uh, should the Wacker uh, be used as a neutral venue in the future once the redevelopment is completed and East Fremantle move back to uh, to Shark Park when once their redevelopment is completed? Let us know in the comments section below or on uh, our podcast feeds on wherever you get your podcasts. Big week of football, uh, Mark, coming up. Round 15. Can't wait for it. Uh, all the best with the call over at Steel Blue Oval. Thank you, Paul. Likewise, where, where are you this week? Don't know this week, but yeah, I've good. got my fingers crossed. Maybe I'd want to be at Revo Fitness Stadium. I reckon yeah, that yeah. game is going to have plenty of stakes for both teams, but hopefully I'll find out in due course. Uh, very good and, and looking forward to it. Been uh, enjoyable once again and look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Thanks, Mark. All the very best. And uh, thank you to all our listeners and viewers for tuning in to another edition of Around the Waffle. It's the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. We've got socials on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Give us a big thumbs up and like our pages. We really do appreciate it. You can watch every episode on the Backchat Studios YouTube channel or listen on wherever you get your podcast. We'll review round 15 on Tuesday here on Around the Waffle. Thanks for your company. We'll see you next time. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.